0: Everybody, welcome to the morning live devotion. Let me just switch on this thing and see who is watching. Hello, Erika. Hello, Eric. Good morning, everybody. So, um, is my ad straight on. <laughs> um, all right, so, um, yesterday I spoke on healing and healing being um, the will of God, being the part of the identity of Jesus. It is never his will that someone should not be healed. So uh it is let me just go through it through it quickly. Um it is the name, the identity of God to heal. I'm the Lord that heals you, and then that spirit that is the anointing, says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, says Jesus. In um uh, Luke chapter 4, and in, in um, Isaiah 61, he quoted Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, He has anointed me. So the anointing does the healing. The anointing is the Spirit of God, and the anointing is what heals the Spirit, the very nature, the name of God. It's who He is, and it is what He is. All right? And then he gave us that anointing. He gave us his name. He gave us his power. So now he comes and dwells inside of us. Philippians 2.13 says, It is him who works in us to both will and do God's good pleasure, which is to heal in this context. There's other things also. But everything we do by the Spirit is by the anointing in, in um, it it works by us yielding to him. We have been crucified with Christ, not, not we that live, Christ lives within us. Christ is the anointing. He indwells us, and that is who he is. That is him, his name, the Lord that heals us. The very Lord that heals us dwells in us, and he uses us. He says, go. Now we are sent as Jesus was sent. We are sent as a word, and the word will not return void Um, without producing an effect. Isaiah 55, Psalm 107, verse 20. um, He said, I send my word to heal them, and you are a word sent from God to heal the sick. All right, and I spoke a little bit about uh, uh, grace having a purpose, the purpose of grace. Grace is given for a certain purpose, and grace, grace is not just given so that we can just have a reset button and go on as before. Uh, yes, it is a reset button. Yes, it is forgiveness. Yes, it but it's not only that. There's a purpose of grace. And, and I want to continue a little bit more and in that direction this morning. And I want to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Right, so grace is what God gives us to make us in conformity, to give us his righteousness, to to let us stand before him blameless. And also grace is what God gives us to have that inner Christ life that lives through us, him himself being our new Lord, indwelling us, moving through us. The grace of God is God's help. The grace of God is God's power working in us. To will and do His good pleasure, and it gives us the ability to do what the Spirit of God wants to do. All right, so um, maybe before I read Second Corinthians chapter six, if you take the law, the law is very weak. Um, The the very uh, the only thing that if if anyone could keep the law, the whole point of the law was to just get atonement for sin and just get righteous. And it says nothing even remotely from there. It's just to cancel the negative. It's not to impart a positive. So even if you keep the whole law, it will never heal the sick. Even if you keep the whole law, it will never open up the eyes of the blind. Even if you keep the whole law, it won't raise the dead. It just says don't kill, but it won't raise the dead. It just says don't steal, but it doesn't give you a supernatural flow of giving. It it just says, um, you know... Don't do this, but it doesn't bring the positive action supernatural power to do the opposite of the thing that the law forbids. All right, so not only does the Spirit of God and the grace of God within us not kill people. So it is good. The law says don't kill. Wonderful, don't kill. But the Spirit of God is not focused. He's not trying not to kill someone. He's not focused on not killing, but he's focused on raising the dead. I hope you get the purpose of the grace here, he's not focused on um, not sinning, but he is focused on imparting righteousness to sinners and making them holy and blameless before God. He's not only focused on not saying bad words, but he is constantly speaking words of life, so that those who hear it can receive forgiveness of sins, can receive um, the the very life of Christ. Okay so I hope you 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 get catch my drift but I'm sure you do. <laughs> okay so 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says laboring together as God's fellow workers with him then we beg of you not to receive the grace of God in vain that merciful kindness by which God exerts his holy influence on souls and turns them to Christ keeping and strengthening them do not receive it to no purpose for he says in the time of favor or an assured uh, Or an assured welcome, in the time of an assured welcome, I have listened to and heeded your call. And I have helped you on the day of deliverance, the day of salvation. Behold, now is truly the time for a gracious welcome and acceptance of you from God. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I've said this during last week also. If you hear and believe the word of God, that voice comes and dwells inside of you. And you come and dwell inside of him. You are seated with him. In heavenly places and when you speak from that perspective the perspective from heaven above when you speak from there your voice is heard in heaven he says in the time of favor i have listened to and heeded your call god hears your voice your voice is heard he gives heed to your call and i have helped you That's the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Spirit. On the day of deliverance, the day of salvation, behold, now is truly the time of a gracious welcome. So that he welcomes you into grace and acceptance of you from God. Behold, now is the day of salvation. All right. So this is the essence of the message that I'm trying to bring to you. is grace has a purpose. Um, So... If we live by the law, and this is something I said yesterday also, God spoke to me on Saturday night, and he said, if you're going to be focused on yourself, you, your whole relationship with the word and your whole life will be about fixing yourself. But if you are focused on me, you'll be doing what I'm doing. There's a massive difference in outflow. Between law and grace. If we are focused on ourselves in any way, if we are focused, if you, we are just checking how are we doing these days, okay? If we are mindful of how we are operating, and we are trying to improve ourselves all the time. That's our only. I mean, it's good to to have good habits. It's good to to to. Uh, by this, by this voice of the Spirit inside you, choose a good thing and not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's, those are good things. But what I'm saying, if there's an enf- emphasis on you, and you are not satisfied with you, you're looking at you and you're not satisfied, it means you are moving further towards law. And the law puts your attention on yourself and you try to fix But if your attention is on Jesus, if your attention, if you're looking into his face, you see his face trusting that everything was done by the blood of Jesus. And out of that flows works and you'll be doing what God is doing. So we need to trust the blood of Jesus completely. That he did, that he made perfect atonement for all our sins. We need to trust the blood of Jesus. That what he has done is enough for, to, to cover the old, to cover all the mistakes. And we need to be looking to him and say what he says and do what we see. Alright? So, what do we see? We see him healing the sick. We see him raising the dead. We see him... Speaking words of life. Bringing mercy. We see him forgiving sins. We see him, he's gentle and kind. We see him, he takes the yokes off of people. Okay? That's who he is. And that's who he is inside you. The grace has a purpose. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. How do we receive the grace of God in vain? I'm focused on my problem. I'm focused on whatever I'm trying to change about myself. I'm focused on that. I turn. I see the cross. I see the truth, everything. I say, Lord, oh, forgive me. Oh, forgive me. And my focus is on myself. Oh, forgive me. And you never seem to break out of that condemnation because, oh, Lord, forgive forgive me. Oh, forgive me. Oh, forgive me. It's time to get to a point where you where you need to realize your voice is heard in heaven. It's time to, to get to a point where we need to understand we are in the time of favor. Um, it's time to, to get this, that he has already been merciful to you. He is merciful. <laughs> he is gracious to you. He's already forgiven you. Okay, so now we... Take all of the grace that's available, but we focus it on ourselves. Oh, Lord, I did this. Oh, Lord, I did this. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me. I'm struggling. Help me. I'm struggling. Help me. So I'm reinforcing the idea of struggling, 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 struggling. Instead of just saying, thank you, Lord, for your blood. I am just, I'm now holy and I'm blameless. I accept that as a fact right now. Right, let's go heal the sick. Do you see the difference? <laughs> or let's go give a word of prophecy. Or just let's spend time in fellowship with Jesus, just time in prayer. Or just let's spend time in the Word just to get to know Jesus. So when our attention is taken off of ourselves, we also won't see the uh, the, the problems in other people so much. But we will have mercy towards a problem that comes up. Okay? So... You, you, can, you can just uh, see the fruit of it easily. You know, if you feel judgment towards somebody because they always do this, guess what? You're stuck in the lawn. You're focused on yourself <laughs> because if you want to point the finger, it's because you, you're aware and conscious of their the own accusation and judgment in your own heart. But when you realize, man, I'm free, man, I'm forgiven, thank you lord jesus for your grace oh the blood has cleansed me i'm holy before god i'm blameless now i see someone else struggle mercy mercy flows out and i just bring a word of forgiveness and a word of mercy all right so that's the heart of jesus so we need to get to this point where we just take the grace we receive the grace and take it we need to get to this point where we just say i now believe i am forgiven i now believe i am healed I now believe I'm covered in the blood. I now believe that I don't have a past. I now believe that I am just as Jesus is. I now believe that I am full of His love. I'm full of His nature, full of His character. And when you start believing that about yourself, you'll be doing what He's doing because it is Him dwelling inside you. Our belief system blocks the fruit that the Spirit can bear in our life. Our belief system, believing so much in the old man... (laughs) in the strength of the old man. We have so much faith in Adam that died that we block the spirit, who is Christ in us, who is alive. We need to get to this point where we just bury Adam and say, okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe the blood of Jesus is enough. Now, let Christ move in me. Let Christ move through me. Okay? And that is the purpose of the grace, is so that our hearts can be surrendered to Christ so that we can be totally given over we, so that we can be totally at, at his mercy at his disposal and whatever he moves us to do we do whatever he says we say whatever he shows us we do all right and he and, and it comes by desire a lot of people ask me how do I know what the plan of God is in my life how do I know what is my destiny? How do I know what God is calling me to do? Well, if if you look at you know what you've been exposed to in the kingdom of God, and you see you know um, people operating, or even if you you know if you call to business or if you call to God, places a desire in your heart, and the closer you get to God, the stronger that desire becomes. What? Let me ask you this question. If there was no limitations, what do you like? What do you enjoy i 'm not speaking of no no one really enjoys going into darkness. no one really enjoys that okay but what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy um, making music? then pursue that there's joy in it it's him that places a desire in your heart to do and to to will his purpose. So his purpose for you will be go together with the desire from the spirit to do it and it will move you and it will drive you through any any obstacles any hard place. So like for me there's nothing I enjoy more than preaching the word. Okay? I love preaching the word. It Gives me life. So I should be preaching the word. I love laying hands on the sick and seeing them meal. So I should be laying the hands on the sick and seeing them meal, which is a bit difficult with social distancing, but we're going for it on the internet. <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever you desire, what's that thing that makes you alive? Be doing that. It's God's desire in you. Just stop trying to fix yourself and just go for it and just do it you know, if it's business, then enjoy your business, don't, don't feel double-minded and think, okay, but, you know, there's this business thing, but God said, go and preach, hey, going to preach is anywhere you are, you know, it's being the Christ man in business, or being the Christ man in the music industry, or being the Christ man in an architectural firm, or at a law firm, God knows they need it, so, (laughs) so, anyone does, all right, so, being the Christ man anywhere you go, but what gives you you know if you like to stand up in court and arguing a case you know and if you like that you know especially if you like being right, you know that's the job for you <laughs> but if you if you like arguing case in court, then be a lawyer and be 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 inspired by the Holy Spirit and he will give you supernatural um wisdom to argue your cases and and there will be so much favor on you it's it's going to be so amazing so do that and enjoy it and christ will be seen in you so the joy and the peace that flows out of you doing what god called you to do to doing what god gave you grace to do that's what i'm talking about that it will shine through as you just follow the desire that he places in your heart the desire comes when you stop trying you to fix yourself and you just open your heart, and you get to know Him. He places desires in your heart. He shows you things which excites you and gives you a desire to do it. I remember the very first time in, in September 2001, I, I went to Spirit Word Ministries. I mean, that was a long time ago. So I sat there in that chair, and I just stood up at some point. And Prophet Kobus was writing on the board, and I remember Peter Nolan back then. He was reading the Word, Prophet Quibbis said, okay, go to that scripture and read. And he would read, and Prophet Quibus would just start writing on the board. And so on. I was just amazed. I just stood up and I said, I want that. And from that second on, my heart was ministry. <clears throat> Never before that moment... Had I a desire, I was studying law to become an attorney or to become a, an, an advocate. So, uh, if there was anything else that I had a great desire to do, it may have been to be an architect. Okay, so it was ministry never featured, but in that moment, a great desire came imparted by the Holy Spirit, grace came, and my the focus of my life, the direction of my life changed. By the Holy Spirit. And I was moved towards a completely different goal in totally different destiny. All right? So I saw people laying hands on the sick and they go, man, it was a desire. I see people prophesy, it's a desire. Even now, if I see people moving and things like, wow, I want to do that. All right? So have the desire that God, don't suppress it, but, you know, give heed to it. Don't try to, your relationship with God is not in trying to get forgiven. That's the first thing that happens to you. He declares you righteous, and he says you're forgiven. The first thing that happens to a Christian is you've, you are forgiven, you're made righteous and holy, and you stay that way forever. That's the first thing when you get born again that God declares you're justified, you're holy, you're righteous. Ta-da! It happens in the beginning and not the end, otherwise you can boast. <laughs> so that's the first thing so the very first thing that happens to you as you believe the gospel is all of the law all that the law could produce for you is given to you as a free gift day one step one and now from there there's a whole new life to live what, what is that whole new life to live well what is the spirit moving you into Okay, so concerning healing, what is the Holy Spirit moving you into? What is the Holy Spirit doing, driving you towards, okay? A great desire to open deaf ears, a great desire to open blind eyes, and He gives you the power to do it, okay? So the more you focus on accusation and condemnation, the less you will flow in operating Signs and Wonders and Miracles, Okay? The more you are focused on yourself, the less you, are, you will be effective in ministering, healing, or flowing in, in any other gift of the Holy Spirit. And the answer of that is so clearly given in 1 John chapter 3. He um, says in verse 21, If our hearts condemn us not, we have boldness towards God. And we receive from him whatever we ask. Because we watchfully obey His orders. And this is His order that we believe in the Son and that we love one another just as He has commanded us. So never is the command to fix yourself. Never is the command that that you should just lay in a heap and feel sorry for yourself because of all the stuff you've done. Hey, receive the grace. Receive the mercy. Receive the blood of Jesus. Receive the forgiveness. And get to a point where God can actually use you and move forward. Leave the stuff behind. Philippians chapter 3. My determined purpose, verse 10, is to know Him him loose yourself from what is behind you and stretch forth to your destiny stretch out to grab the thing grab a hold of the thing uh, for which christ grabbed a hold of you okay so uh, we need to embrace the stuff that god is leading into us he gives you a desire and he gives you the ability to fulfill that desire all by grace all by the power of the holy spirit Okay, so that's the word that I have on my heart. So it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, the Holy Spirit can put a desire in your heart, and you can just do it. There was this, this French man that came to Spirit Word years ago. Um, uh, I think he, he he was first from Mauritius or somewhere. I can't remember. I can't remember his name now also. But he went to, he was in his 70s, and he started a ministry, and he started planting um, these uh, schools uh, or kind of house churches for kids at schools in Madagascar. And they reached thousands. And the kids went home and reached their parents. and The parents came. Uh, they built hundreds of schools. Okay. He started in his 70s. So don't worry about stuff. If God places a desire in your heart, you can do it. Um he gives you the ability to do it. It doesn't matter how old or you how young you are. Don't, don't disqualify yourself also because of your age if you're very young. Just follow the path that the Holy Spirit has for you. And f- especially for the young people, the humility is, is very, very important. <laughs> and there's some stuff that we need to learn along the, along the way. <laughs> but, so, but go in the direction that the Spirit of God is moving into. Follow that passion. And live out what God has placed in your heart to do. All right? So when healing the sick, I wanted to speak specifically about healing and it came came out a little bit broader. But when we minister healing to the sick, the desire of God is for this person to be healed. Man, our desire and his desire is the same desire, but he also gives us the power to fulfill it. So enjoy healing. You're laying hands on the sick. Enjoy preaching the word. Enjoy doing it, but be in surrender to the Spirit of God. Okay, all right. So let's just greet some people. Hello, everyone. Hello, Eric. <laughs> I love. It. I want all of you to to comment as much as Eric does. I think it's tremendous. I think it's awesome. <laughs> so um, Eric and Erica and Eric. So wow, that name is really represented here. Okay, let's see who else is here. Hello, Janine. And William, bless you, my brother William. It's good to see you, man. And Sumi Massey, bless you. Uh, Who else is here? Martinette is watching. Good morning, Martinette. Bless you. It's so good to see you also. And Charlene, Jasmine, bless you. And Lazan, bless you. Good morning, Lazan. It's good to see everybody here. So may you be blessed. May you just have a wonderful week. May you just have the most awesome Monday. And we'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9 Be blessed, go for it, let's hear the testimonies. Amen.